back to the Run GMC podcast. I am blessed to have with me today Kyle Mead. Um, Kyle is a golfer and a really damn good golfer. Are you are you certified professionally or what's for for, for teaching? I was no that to get your pro card in 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 the terms of playing. You have to go through Q school and qualify through the Corn Ferry Tour and and everything else. That's a that's a whole different process. Okay, okay, and I know. So when you go to UNLV, UNLV has like a program like that. Do you get your pro card from UNLV, or you get your coaching card? Yeah, those guys going through the PGM program are coming out with their their PGA teaching card. So okay. it means they're 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 the the top of the line teachers and and coaches. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's take that for what it is, but yeah, the PGM program, they come out of there as PGA certified teaching Teacher. professional. Okay. Yeah. So is that the same thing that you, you have, or you have something slightly different? Nope. I never went through the PGM program. I was, I was certified through Callaway for a little while while I was at Top Golf. Um, I've been around golf for 20 years, so I, I've kind of certified myself. <laughs> Definitely. Um, um, no, I all jokingly side, man, I've been around the game a long time and I've worked with some, some really good guys. And I still, to this day, am blessed to work with some, some really talented people in the, the industry. So coaching was natural for me. So once I got my Callaway certification, it just allowed me to, to, to tell people that, you know, I was certified to give them a lesson and charge them. for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> get your, get your money worth, right? That's right. No, that's, that's awesome. Right. That's awesome. So my first question, what I wanted to jump in, because I, I was like, there's a whole bunch of different ways I can go with this, but we're going to put ourselves at TPC Las Vegas, 18th hole. You're up one shot. What is the intensity like on the tee box? I don't know, man. It kind of, that to me, it's, it's, it's hard to differentiate, you know, one hole to one hole sometimes. I mean, you do have to play 18 single games in a, in a game of golf. That's, that's true. Every shot matters. But on the 18th hole, you kind of, you know, what led you up to there? You know, and, and, and if we're talking my reality, you know, that was my reality in, in the, the, the championship I won, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I had just, uh, you know, missed a short birdie. I, I had just, I had, the wheels had just come off. And it wasn't, it wasn't that I felt pressure from, from, from competition. It was that, you know, I was letting the wheels fall off. So on that particular tee box, um, I, I was more pissed. Honestly, I felt like I should have been up by three. I was up by one. I had two, three putts and you know, the, the driver wasn't the problem. So I knew if I, I, I mean, I, I honestly knew if I, if I got up there and ripped one down the fairway, it was a wrap. And, uh, that's what I did. And then dude, this dude, he just put it on me, bro. And it's, it's, you know, my mentality never changes. I, I feel like I have what it takes to win and that's why I compete. Um, so when I'm not winning or I'm not towards the top, I, I, I'm usually pissed off, bro. I, I play with a, a little bit of fire in me. So I, I believe I should have been there. I believe I should have won. But I believe I should have won by, you know, honestly, five or six strokes. One, one was not enough. I should have at least won by three, let alone the one I won. Okay. Okay. I'm glad I, I was able to hear that. I figured it would be an accumulation, you know, like getting to the 18th hole, you're already in your groove and everything. But we're going we're gonna to touch on, like, your preparation and stuff at the end. But what I want to know is you've been golfing for 20 years, you said. Who mm-hmm. was into golf in the first place? Um, I mean, you're a you're, you're local boy, born and raised in Vegas. I was born on the east side, man, Winterwood and Sahara. So I grew up on Desert Rose Golf Course. That was my backyard. 
Um, so as a kid, you know, you know, you rode your bike, you did what you did, but you know, it was this, this was, this was pre-technology days. We had to figure out a lot of things to do. And there was just, uh, there was an old set of clubs in the shed and, and in my backyard, I started swinging one day and, 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 you know, I've always been kind of an athlete. So when I swung the club, it, it kind of just made sense immediately. Um, I actually started out left-handed um, and I learned to golf left-handed. And then uh, with, when I got my first coach at Desert Rose, um, you know, we ended up switching me to righty and, and I kind of stuck with it. But it kind of just from there, man, I started right there at Desert Rose and in my neighborhood backyard would hop the fence. I'd have to go pick the ditch, go get my own balls. And, and that's how I afforded to... Uh, to hit range balls, man, is, is, is those guys out there were showed me a lot of love as a kid and, uh, they, they made it so I could go out there and hit range balls, but I had to go put in my work to do it. Wow. So what were you doing specifically to get the range balls? The ditch. So the, the, the wash runs through the whole course. Yeah. So the way that the driving range goes is on both sides of the driving range was a huge wash. Well, back in the day, it all used to be tall fescue grass and just crap, bro. It was where the wash was. Yeah. So you'd have to go in there and literally with a bucket, pick out the balls. And once I had a full bucket, I'd go back, rinse them off, set them down on the driving range, hit them, and then go pick another bucket, bro. And that's, that's, I just, I had to go get my own ball. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. That's some disgusting shit, though, because I know that wash you're talking about. And you hey, said it used to be grass? <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, it was, shit. there was some grass in there. There was a lot of dirt, a lot of mud, but there was some grass in there. But, uh, you know, honestly, I was blessed that the, those guys would even allow me to do that. You know, and it was it was there was times where the machine would be broken. So you could push start and stop real quick on the machine and it would it would dump out 10 balls at a time, but only charge you for one. And and they knew the system and they'd I'd get a five dollar card. It would last me a two weeks, you know, three weeks. <laughs> so the guys, the guys, they were always good to me out there, man. But it was a, it was a neighborhood course. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It was, it barely was in good shape at ever. You know what I mean? It just was, mm -hmm. it was a place where I was able to go out and just learn how to play. And, and luckily enough, there were some old timers around there that, that worked the course that allowed me to do that. No, that, that's awesome, man. So when did golf change from being like a hobby to like, I'm, I'm ready to compete in golf? You know, what's crazy is, is buddy is, is in like in my freshman year of high school, I didn't even play because I thought it was dorky. Right. I didn't, I was a football player. I didn't want to be on the golf team. Um, in hindsight, I really wish, you know, I would have focused more in high school because I think I would have been somewhere by now. Um, I think I could have got a scholarship. I mean, I, I ended up being, a, you know, better than most people and probably even myself thought I could be. And I think the changing point was uh, probably, probably in my early 20s, man, 2021, probably 21 ish. Um, I started working in the nightlife industry and, I, and my days got back to me. I got my days back. Mm -hmm. um, and when I got my days back, I started getting just back into my groove of golf. And, and you know, I, I went from a guy that was, you know, a low 80s guy, high 90s to, to real quick. I was shooting even par. And by real quick, I mean, within a year, you know what I mean? I was I was a guy that could shoot a 75 or I, a guy that could shoot 85. You know what I mean? My handicap was about a 70. Um, and then long story short, bro, I, I decided I wanted to pursue the dream. So in my early 20s, I decided to pursue the dream. And then um, you may or may not know my mom passed. Away. And uh, that kind of derailed the dream. You know what I mean? I was 24 years old and, and that happened. And I was right, right in the ticking point of where I thought was thinking of the next step. Sponsors, what do I need to do? Tournaments, this, that. I had just started to figure that out, but I was 24 and I was young. Um, so I got derailed for a little while. 
You know what I mean? I mean, the, the truth of the matter is I'm 32 now. And, uh, you know, in between that span of 24 to, to now, I, my twin brother passed away too. So this journey of mine, bro, started, man, I feel like it was almost 10 years ago now that I, that I got to, and it, and it was been a slow turning, rebounding process two or three times. You know what I mean? But I'm still, I'm still, I'm at a point now where I'm better than I've ever been. But, and that's why I haven't given up is because as many times as I've been derailed and, and been kind of taken off my dream is I, I still have the, I'm still young, man. I'm still, I'm still competing and I have the ability to, so uh, I'm going to give my shot the next, you know, I got a couple more years left in me to make this dream come true. And, and, and you know, I'm right there. I'm, I'm one step away. I can picture you like a, like a fucking 45 year old Rocco mediate battling on whoever the next up and coming superstar is <laughs> like the, like the 2008 U S open. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's not even, I don't even have to be in my forties, bro. I mean, I, I'm really as close as, as, as in the next couple of years, you know what I mean? But yeah, for I mean, sure. I, I, for I, sure. Wouldn't be, I wouldn't still believe in the dream and still be chasing and doing what I'm doing if I didn't think it was still my reality. Right. So um, it's still something I believe is, is, is a dream I can make come true. And, and that's why I'm, bro, I've, I've been doing it since I was a kid. It's not, it's not, it's not a job for me. It's something I love doing. So, so it's just, why not? Why, why stop when I'm, when I'm right there? That's the key, man. That's the key. And I, like you, you had mentioned in there, those setbacks that you had. Golf is such a psychological game. How, does, how did your brain like, process everything was going on? And how did that affect your golf game? Did you have to just completely set it aside or? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, the truth be told, bro, the only reason I, you know, I get that little bit of information about my mom and brother is because, yeah, mentally, bro, I was, I, you know, I was, I tell people all the time, I, I was alive, but I wasn't living. You know what I mean? And, and golf was, has always been part of my life, bro. And, and not only was I, maybe I was golfing, maybe I was hitting balls. I don't know. I don't really remember. Um, you know what I mean? I, it was, there was, there was a, a stretch of nine months to a year where I promise you, I couldn't even tell you, you know, anything about that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that's what got me back is, is my biggest supporters were always them. You know what I mean? And, and especially my twin brother, man, that was, you know, a few years later after my mom, but my, my, my twin brother was my absolute number one fan and believed in me before I even believed in myself. So getting back on the train after that kind of, uh, you know, disaster, if you will, or, or chunk of my life that, that, that happened. Um, it just motivated me more because now it's, 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 I'm not just doing it for me is, you know, I live for two. So everything I do is, is, is times two, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not just a dream of mine. It's a dream that he believed in too. So, you know, as, as much as it took me off and it kind of just gets me back to being where I am today, 32, still chasing, still, still getting with these young bucks is that I still, I, I have it. And I know I do. And I, and I have for a long time. It's just at the end of the day, bro, you know, in this part of, and we can get into this conversation later, maybe is is golf has always been a rich white man sport. And, 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 you know, luckily enough it's it's the man part is now becoming a man and woman. The white is more diverse. It's, it's, it's becoming more of a diverse game, but the thing that hasn't changed is golf is still a rich sport and it's, it's really hard to make it, you know, with, with gloves and balls and equipment and the round itself and practice balls and this, it, bro, just, it's all of its money. Golf is all a money game. And so it's really hard to get to that next level without the funding behind you. No, definitely. So where does that funding come from in, 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 in making that next step? Because, you know, I've, I've seen your journey, I guess, for the last four years and everything that you've done. And I've seen you post 
like Instagram posts with like sponsors and stuff. But like, what is that, that next jump that you have to make in your career? I mean, it's the, it's the, the monetary value to live off of. Right. So I, I, you know, I've, I've been blessed, man. I've had people, you know, and, and that have given me little sponsorships, you know, uh, food for a couple years, BLT, they gave me, they were a meal prep company that gave me food for two years. I mean, it was fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I have had, you know, I've had people give me, you know, pay for my tournaments, pay for clubs, things of that nature. I have had some help, but the reality is, you know, if you, if you're a, someone like myself, you know, I have bills, I have a wife, I have a house, I have, you know what I mean? There's, there's, you, you have to have somebody give you some sort of compensation for that time, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's time's worth something, whether Definitely. you're chasing a dream or not, you know, that's the, that's the hardest part is you have to get people to realize. And, and, and me, the problem is, is I don't have the accolades. I wasn't a, 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 an, a national athlete at the D1 college. I didn't play the high school route. You know, I started working at a young age. And I kept working and chasing the dream on the side. Well, the only way to really make fulfill that dream and make it real is if somebody's willing to buy into your dream and say, you know what? I believe in you. What do you need? And, you know, the breakdown is whatever it is your life is, right? If I said I needed a minimum of 40, 50 grand a year to live off of, well, that's just the base. Now you need another minimum of 50 grand to pay for the tournaments, the travel, the food, the clubs, the training the coaches the this the this i mean it just it never stops buddy so finding the sponsors you tell me buddy hopefully this this helps i don't know no for um, sure no no no. But, it, it does it does i i guess i should have framed it better what tournaments produce like the best financial return you know like so me I'm, i mean right now at the amateur level there is none bro there is no there's no there's no monetary but you're literally doing it to say hey look i'm good enough to get to the next level right mm-hmm. so the next level is like mini tours so mini tours are what gets you now you're now you're in the q school range and the q school range is what you qualify to get into the corn ferry tours now there's always little leaps and bounds right you can mm-hmm. get a sponsor's exemption into a, a weekend and, and have the weekend of your life win or place or do something and now you've skipped all the steps right that's it's just not reality i mean i'm yep. willing to do that and i will right if this if the sponsor says this is what you're doing yeah it's you do what you do but uh, as an amateur you're just trying to go out and place and be like me this will be my first year of a fully competitive season you know how good can i do my first year is it worth going another year is it worth going to the mini tours to me it's all about steps why why if i can't be the best at this step why do I want to be the worst at this? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as I can keep making my moves and my steps the way I have been and progressing the way I have each step in golf, these guys, it's, it's about, you know, missing one putt on 18 that make them from, you know, a PGA tour guy to, to a guy that's on the corn ferry tour. Right. I mean, it's, it's really, it's golf has one of the hardest scales to go from amateur to professional that there is like, you have to go through qualifiers. You have to have the best stretch of golf of your life to even get to the A-League. And then in the A-League, you have to be in the top 25 to get to the Pro League. And then in the Pro League, you have to maintain it to stay there. I mean, it's, it's the, the, the grind is crazy, bro. And a lot of these guys are sleeping in their cars and doing it for years. And, and for me, like I said, I just have, I have a life, a wife. You know what I mean? I got a fur yes. baby. <laughs> I got yes. things to pay for. So I don't have the, uh, that type of a fight in me where I can go sleep in my car. You know what I mean? I, I gotta, I gotta have the, 
the backing to help me stabilize my home to go do that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I, I can only imagine, and you breaking it down right there puts in a better picture for me because I think I'd seen a documentary once on, on, I think what you were saying, is it the corn fairy tour or how am I mispronouncing it? Used it? To, it used to be the web.com. It's, it, it was recently changed to the corn fairy tour. It's their, that's their minor league tour. Okay. Okay. And I, so it was definitely, I watched a documentary on those guys. And like you said, the grind is insane and you have to play the best span of golf in your life to even get that shot. You said you played a full schedule this year. What does a full schedule look like? Well, in the amateur ranks, it's, it's, it's about, uh, you know, by the end of the season this year. So now we, we've reached what's in my, in Nevada It's the Nevada state championship this week. Right. And I think I would have played seven tournaments leading up to this. So to okay. me, that's the most I've ever played in a year. So by the end of the year, I would all have played probably in about 12 or 13 tournaments with the, you know, I got a, a Western national invitational coming up. I got the national championship for another tour coming up. So I have some big tournaments coming up and I got a couple of SNGA ones. I'm going to finish out. So I'll be anywhere from 12 to 14, maybe 15 tournaments by the end of the year. That's a full schedule. That's what these guys on tour are traditionally playing. Right. So for me, it's more about just getting the reps in. It's not about necessarily, I didn't getting, you know, to a certain destination this year. It's just seeing if I could compete and how good could I compete and, and, and doing it more than once a year. You know what I mean? It wasn't, I was getting results. Definitely. So this, this was my first test of, you know, how good could I do this year? How far off am I really? So, um, so, so where I, are you at right now? Where are you at so far I, leading into this tournament? You know, I did what I wanted to do. I qualified for the state championship. So I'm in the, I'm in the top 60 in the state. You know, that's a, that's, that's a given. Um, where I placed in that, who knows? Uh, right now I'm ranked in the top 10, which is cool. Um, you know, I've, I, on another tour, the Golf Weekly Tour, I qualified for the national championship. Um, I'm going to play in the Western Invitational. So I, I made the necessary moves that I needed to make. You know, I wanted to see if, if I couldn't make none of these top tournaments in the amateur leagues, you know, it was a wrap for me. Yep. Um, last week I played in the Southern Nevada championship. I was in the final group, uh, the last day. Um, and you know, I don't know if I can say this on your podcast, but I shit the bed. Oh no, you're um, fine. You're, you're fine. Um, you know, I played, it was, it was 36 hole tournament and for 34 holes, man. I was grinding it out. I was in the, the top four, you know, in the Southern Nevada championship. And I shit the bed on the 16th hole on the second day, the last day. Um, and, you know, I went from what would have been a third, fourth finish to a 10th finish. So that's what I mean. Golf is, it's, it's, that's the crazy part, bro, is, is it's just not the, the physical ability. It's that mental, you know, and it's mental for, you know, golf, you're out there four and a half, five hours sometimes, you know, and you got to, it's, it's hard to watch other people play and yourself and be in the moment. You got to be in the moment. Let's say you have a round, a good round. You're shooting 66 shots, 65 shots. Imagine being in the moment 65 times, right? Creating that focus 65 times. Like, that's, it's just, it's a lot, bro. And mentally, when it's 110 outside and you're doing that, it's, 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 it gets to you, bro. It gets to you. So I guess I, I, a good question here would be, because I had just seen that, that the reason why I brought up that U.S. Open, the 2008 U.S. Open, is because I just watched that documentary again. And it was in there that, um, actually, no, it was the 2000 one that I watched. When he won it the very first time when he was super young. The Masters, I believe. Oh, was it 2000? You wouldn't know? Nah. Shit. Okay. It wasn't Tiger or I don't know. <laughs> yes, it was like 2000, right? And Tiger was like, it's fucking, it was super windy. And he's like, 
this is where I make the move. You know, when it's the conditions are the worst, you know, you can persevere through. Do you feel that way with the heat? Like, do you see people break down in this fucking scorching heat that we have here in Vegas? Yeah, bro. I mean, I mean, it's it's all these guys know it's hot. You know what I mean? But it's 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 about it's more, you know, the wind and the heat out here. It's all the elements and it's it's everybody has to play in it. So it's it's kind of one of those things that, you know, it's there. Um, but there's you can't prepare for 110. You know what I mean? It, it's just hot. It's just you got to have a lot of hydration and just, you know, try to find shade whenever you can. Um, so I, it's, it's, you know, but it's, it's those guys, if you took me down South and it was 95 with 90% humidity, oh, those guys have the upper hand for sure. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? Like there's, it's too, so that's part of the process too, is, is, is the next step for me is, is doing a little bit more traveling to, uh, tournaments. Um, but again, that goes with the sponsorship without the money, yeah. you can't do it. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my next goal is, is getting a little bit of backing and playing mini tours, which is that step right before Q school corn Ferry, right. Is traveling and going to play in South Carolina and Tennessee and Arizona and in California and here, and just seeing not, not, not just the, the level of competition, but seeing actual physical layout, trees, humidity, dew, how the grass runs, like different grass. I mean, it's, it's, it's that's the crazy thing about golf is each round, every, every tournament is different. It's, it changes every day, every tournament. Um, and, and no matter what, you know what I mean? So that's, yep. it's golf is forever changing. So that's getting that process down is, is huge next step for me. Okay. Okay. So you've played a shit ton of courses. I would imagine in your life mm -hmm. What is the most beautiful favorite course that you've ever played on. Um, oh man, that's tough, dude. The, the, the thing, I mean, honestly, bro, here, and this is a little corny for me, but, uh, you know, God, that's one of the reasons I play is, is I get to see some of the most beautiful scenery in the world. Um, so I can go with your, you know, your, your real simple answer of Pebble Beach. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely stunning, you know, Spanish Bay, that whole experience down at Pebble Beach. Yeah, it was great. But I, I played these courses in Bali and in, in Indonesia and in Hawaii. And, and that's a huge thing for me. When I travel, I play. You know what I mean? I played the Mayakoba down in, in uh, Mexico where they do the Mayakoba Classic. Um, so I've got to play a lot of, you know, Florida, the best in Florida, the, 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 the summit here in, in Vegas, the Shadow Creek here in Vegas, the Southern Highlands here in Vegas, the Wolf Creek in Mesquite. I've played a lot of, of amazing courses, bro. And for me, I really don't know if I can say I have a favorite. You know, uh, an, another hidden gem for me is Sand Hollow in Hurricane uh, Utah, it's just outside of St. George. Oh, I got to um, check that one out. It's, I mean, it's the back nine of that course is one of the most visually stunning courses, it, but it's desert. And I think desert's pretty, you know what I mean? Yep. So it's, it's super subjective. But yeah, dude, I've played so many beautiful courses. I'm super blessed in that sense. But that's that's a that's a goal of mine too. Is in the future, you know, how many of the top hundred courses around the United States can a boy knock off? That's 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 my next. I want to see how many of those I can knock off too. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So I and that was a great answer too, because people uh, with that the money you pay at the beginning and you're like Jesus Christ, why am I paying this much to play golf like this? But it's because it takes a shit ton of money to keep up those gorgeous views and in the greenery in the desert i'm i'm with you it's uh, when i play wolf creek and mesquite and the way that that just bright green grass runs right into that like red rock Canyons. yeah it's it's insane it's insane right. a crazy story here because it's why not fucking 
my birthday last year, we went to go play Wolf Creek. And uh, my girlfriend may have had a little too many. But you know how tough it is to drive golf carts out there. Yeah. Going down one of those fucking steep-ass hills, she, like, we were braking and it was screeching, so she kind of, like, made a quick jerk. Our fucking golf cart flipped, dude, and it slid down a little. She got a, she got a bad bruise on her leg. Thank God that was it. Who, but, who, was, on, who was on the bottom side? She was. I landed on top of her. I landed on top of her, dude. Ah, uh, bummer, buddy. Oh, I, it was. It was. That happened on hole 14. I think we played one more hole and we got the fuck out of there. Yeah, I mean, that course is, it's, I mean, the undulation there, bro, is wild. You're really in the canyon. I mean, you're really in the canyon. And I mean, I'm no, no, like, expert golfer. Like, some of those shots were tough to hit. It was beautiful to hit down into the canyons, but I remember there's, like, this par three where you have to you get hit straight up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. <laughs> okay. Um, but so, yeah. Longest drive you've ever had. What's the longest you ever drove, driven a ball off the tee? You know what? I just, uh, I mean, so here, that's, that's, that's a loaded question. And here's why it's because, because elements come into play, right? Okay. So, you know, did, did you hit a cart path and roll 150 yards? Stuff? So, my, my longest drive downhill, downwind is I, I hit one last week. Um, Probably just shy of 400, probably 397-ish, 398-ish. Um, I've hit a couple in that, that right, just shy of that 400 range. But again, you're talking not necessarily downhill, but we're definitely downwind, right? Yep. Um, if I step on it, man, I, I mean, I can, if I swing it at about 115-ish, 116-ish when I'm warmed up. So I can, I can get the ball 320, 330 with a roll. Um, now pretty, you're talking club speed there, right? Yeah, my club speed is about 115, 116 on average. Yeah, if I okay. step on it, I could probably get 118. If I'm if I'm if I'm bunting one out there, I'm probably around 110, 112. Um, but my average is right around 115, 116 off the tee. No mile shit. Power, mile power. So yeah. okay, this comes along with I think taking that next step, and I've wanted to do it. Those indoor driving ranges track all that stuff for you, right? Yeah, I got a simulator in my garage. No shit, buddy. Yeah, I got. Okay, can we? I'm gonna put you on blast right now. I need to reserve <laughs> this like right now. I want to go one time and try that shit out. We got it, buddy. Say say less. Let's say just Perfect. whatever you want. I got it here. Perfect. I'm holding you to it. If not, That's I'm gonna it. fucking call your ass out, <laughs> <laughs> buddy. I'm a man of my word. It's nothing. I got you. I love it. I love it. Okay, so couple more quick hitters. Sunday outfit. You're a swaggy ass golf player. What are we wearing on a Sunday going to win a tournament? You know, if, if I ever got to the big leagues, uh, when I get to the big leagues, yes. I, I think I think my Sunday fit will, will probably usually always be green. Green something. Green and black, green and white. I'm not too sure. I love green, bro. So so me wearing a swaggy green shirt, I can I, I that's that's I got a lot of those. But you know, I like I'm a fan of uh I like bright colors. I love like purples and whites. Um, you know, uh, I, whatever. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really hate really. My, my lady loves me in a yellow. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> just, I got that good tan skin. So I look good in them bright colors. You know what I mean? I feel it. Um, I feel it. But I, I switch it up, man. I got, I got, a, I got literally any color you could think of from bright pink to dull ass brown and anything in between. I got it, bro. You know what I mean? So I got, Whatever, every weekend's different too. And the swag changes in the weather, buddy. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't take the same summer swag down to the winter where I'm down south or if I'm up north or to the west or the east. I got I change it up wherever I go. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Okay. Right, so okay, are you a, a long sleeve collared shirt or would you wear like a like a windbreaker kind of jacket? Nah. So that's the thing is 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 on the course the swag changes too. There's times where I, I like the little thin sweaters, the little uh with but, the collar out. Yep, the yep. little cardigan look, you know, not necessarily with the buttons, but just a little sweater over the collar, right? Um, but if 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 it's a if it's a cold day, bro, I get the them little quarter zips. That's that's me all day. A little a little quarter zip, little thermofit quarter zip. Yep. The long sleeve collar. That's that's me all day. Um, in the winter time, for sure. Okay. Okay. All right. So, a couple more questions here. Um. What is it like leading up to a tournament this week? Like, what is your preparation like? Let's say, you know, Sunday was your last tournament this last Sunday. Did you like play in one? Two weeks ago. Two weeks, Two weeks ago. ago. Okay. So let's start it off with, from Monday this week. Like, what does a week look like leading up into, because it's a Thursday through Sunday tournament. You got three days of preparation. What does it look like? Me, for me, I mean, I like, I mean, I'm, I like, I'm a gym rat. So the, the up until, you know, my practice rounds tomorrow. So it's actually a three-day tournament with a practice round. So four okay. days of golf for a three-day tournament, right? So treating it as that, meaning, uh, you know, that's still a full four and a half, five hours in the sun playing golf. So it's, it's a golf day. Um, I won't work out Wednesday. So I'll work out Monday. I'll work out Tuesday. And I'll work out hard. I'll do my traditional workouts, right? Um, but Wednesday, I'll shut it down. Um, like today I'll either go see, um, a swing coach or my physical coach and I'll just get dialed in with, with refining things. I don't need huge tweaks, nor do I want them, uh, you know, the day before I go my practice round, but I'll usually take a Wednesday or the day before my practice round I'll take for, for stretching and going to see a, a specialist of some sort. But, um, uh, you know, during the week too, I'll go see my, my chiropractor. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I, I stretch. My, my routine kind of never changes. I'm always stretching. I'm always working out. So I'm always ready. It's like, it's weird. Like a fighter's always ready to fight. I'm always ready to play golf. You know, I'm a, it is, this, this is what I do. I literally play and swing a golf club every day. So, but leading into a tournament, I, I, I don't want to bash around a bunch of balls. I don't want to, I want to, I, I didn't even swing a club Monday and Tuesday. Um, I, I did practice for about an hour and a half, two hours today. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll still continue my short game. I'll continue putting stuff like that, but I don't, I chill out on hitting golf balls leading in. Cause I know this weekend I'm going to hit a lot of shots. Um, so now tomorrow's practice round day. So I'll warm up in the morning. I'll have a, a, a legit range session before I go play. And then when I play, I'll, I'll format it. I won't play to score. I'll, I'll be hitting shots that I know I'm going to be needing the next few days. So for me, it's just about, you know, keeping my normal routine of working out and, and eating right and, and sleeping and getting that thing. But I'll make sure to my, my first tee off times, I'll schedule my practice round around those times. So, so those days leading up, I know exactly, you know, what to expect at those times and, and just waking up and get my body right and stuff like that. Okay. I didn't know you can, uh, you scheduled your, your practice times. Yeah. So like for this one, it's included because again, it's the state championship. So they give you a practice round with the tournament. So, and it's because those guys up North are flying down. It's the state. Everyone in the state's playing one. So they, they really do a good job of, of giving you the practice round for other two day, three day tournaments, stuff like that. You don't get that. So for me, 
me preparing for that next level, I know it's never one day, right? So in some instances, usually though, these tournaments are two, three days, things of that nature. And in the big leagues, it's four days, right? So um, I always play a practice round the day before my tournament. Um, And if not the day before, the two days before, right? And then I'll take that day before off. So Mm -hmm. I'll flip-flop that around, but I'll always get a practice round in just because I want to see, even if I played the course a hundred times, if I didn't play it that month, I don't know what the greens look like. I don't know what kind of shape the rough's in. I don't know, you know, how fast the greens are when they mow it, you know, anything. I don't know nothing about the course. I know the layout, but I don't know how it's playing. So I need to go out and see and touch and, and experience to see how the course is playing. Okay. So I, and I'm just learning about all this, like the whole preparation side of it, because like this summer I've played the most golf that I think I've ever played. And I'm like starting to find consistency in shots and like trusting my club and like how far I actually truly swing a seven iron, as opposed to like when I played two years ago, I would completely tell you that my seven iron was a one forty club. And I was like stuck on that, but like, you know, I'm finally starting to learn it all. When you're playing your practice round, are you with your caddy during that practice round? So as an amateur, we don't get them, bro. Um, we can have them, uh, but the covet is, you know, it's, it's changed everything. So we don't even, uh, where I would normally have a caddy this weekend, I don't. So you're out there on your own. Um, it's just you out there right now. Now, when I do have a caddy, um, you know, a caddy for me at this level especially is I really just need someone to talk to. I, I'm pretty good at reading my own putts and, and I'm such a feel player that if I don't feel it, I got to talk it out though. So if I have someone to talk it out with, that's kind of what I need someone there for is to mm-hmm. talk it out with. And honestly, someone that I can yell at when I need to. Right. Yep. Um, but yep. I say caddies for me is, is more of a partner in crime um, at this stage, you know, getting to the next stage is different. The caddy needs to know yardages and slopes and, and everything in between. They don't get the little guns that tell them all that. Um, but a, a caddy at this level, bro, is just someone there to to kind of pat you on the back and help you along. Um, that's that's the honest okay. truth. So, so let's just go back to the practice round. Do you have like a little notebook or something that you keep with it that you can like take notes and mark down what your thoughts are for that day? Or like you said, you're a field player. Is it all just mental notes you're taking? Yeah, like for me, I, I it's here in Vegas, especially, uh, you know, Lakes Las Vegas is a little bit different because you're on the other side of the mountain. By the other side of the mountain, I mean Sunrise Mountain. Um, when you play courses in Vegas, traditionally, they're all on the outskirts of town, most of them. So everything breaks towards the strip. So, you know, no matter what, everything kind of lays. So the lay of the land, I kind of know, right? Um, so I don't always have like a little notebook, but that's, again, that's why I want to go out and venture and play other places. Cause even though I've played this weekend, I've played reflection Bay a, a thousand times. There's not a shot out there. I don't know. Right. But that's one thing I was kind of going to tell you is like knowing your shots, you know, I can hit an eight iron 170. I can hit a seven iron 170. I can hit a six iron 170. I can hit a five iron 170. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's what shot am I hitting it high? Am I hitting it low? Am I hitting it soft? Am I cutting it? Am I drawing it? What am I like? That, that for me is what I have to feel, right? Because even mm-hmm. if I'm 185 out on day one, I might really be comfortable with my five iron that day. And I might try to feather something in light left to right, right? But then the next day, you know, I might feel my draw might be working. So I might bring my, my seven iron out and hit it as hard as I can, knowing it's going to land at 180 and roll out 185, right? 
So it, it all changes day for day for me for, with, with, the, with the club selection and preparing. So for me, I guess the notepad would only really be good for, uh, you know, the green. Knowing where to land it on the greens and, and where the pin location is. Because sometimes where the pin looks like it is on the green to actually where it's at is DB. And, and that's another thing, too, the lay of the land. Are you hitting uphill? Are you hitting downhill? Is there wind left to right? What do you, I mean, it's, it all changes every day. So as yep. much as I want to think I can, I might have a downhill lie on the left side of the, the rough one day. I might be on the right side fairway in the perfect condition the other day. I might be in a divot. You know, it doesn't. So the whole notepad and writing down shot by shot, it's, it changes every round. So for yep. me, I don't do that. But taking little notes for the greens, absolutely. Um, but again, same thing. I, I, I know those greens. So I don't really, that's why I need to go out there and see the condition they're in because I I know what they're going to do. You know what I mean? I know where the lay of the land is. I know the type of grass it is. I know where the sun rises. I know where the sun sets. So for me, that's, that tells me enough to know the course. No, that's, that's super cool, man. I I've never played reflection. Is reflection Bay, the Lake of Las Vegas course. Yeah. Okay. No, I have, I have, it was one time. I think my parents for like my parents anniversary or something, we went out to reflection Bay, but so you've played it a thousand times. How confident are you uh, in taking home the state title this weekend? No, dude, it's 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 crazy. As confident as I am, it's it's just one of those things that I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. It's three days. It's in it's in it's bro. It's three days of one hundred and ten degree weather. So so may the, the strong hottest. survive. May the strong survive. Um, you know the course sets up well for me. You know, if, if for me, it's all about if, if I can get off the tee and put myself in position, I'll, I'll make putts. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll do what I need to do. But it's the course. I, I'm a big fan of hitting the ball left to right off the tee. So a cut or a fade, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and that course is designed for that. Um, so if, if I can just, you know, be confident and, 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 and get myself off the tee, because I like I like to hit the ball hard, man. So I, I like the. If, if I get if, if I get that confidence going, you know, in the first couple holes, because that first hole is is tricky from the back tees. Um, you got a lot of water and bunkers, and it's 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 a weird hole. So I like three wood off the first tee. So I, I really won't know what my driver's like until the second hole. But if if I can if I can rip something on the second hole, I think it'll set me up for the rest of the day. Um, but I'm confident, man. I mean, it's, it's a track I love. I love that track. I've done. I played good at it. Um, I, it's just more for me is, is, it's going to be a test of the mental. Um, you know, I put together my last few tournaments. I had one win that I wasn't happy with. You know, I, I, I was in the final group, uh, of a two day tournament on day two and, and shit the bed on the 16th hole. Um, so I, I feel like I'm there. I, I'm, I just, I need to put it together a full tournament. And if I can put together a full tournament of my best golf, I will come home with a W. There's not very many guys that can beat me on my best day three days in a row. Um, and if they do, they deserve to win, bro, because it's, it's – but, you know, and that's, that's big words coming for me because I still haven't produced scores that I'm happy with in a tournament. But on my best day, there's – I'm as good as they come. And if I can do that for three days, I will come home with the W. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. What's the best uh, round you've ever shot at Reflection Bay? You know, I was thinking about that the other day. My best – round ever is a 61 i shot it at valley high this year actually i got to do it in front of my older brother which was kind of cool um i have a couple 64s you know i got a few 65s um i think my best round at reflection is is probably like a five under 
Um, and that's, that's what I boiled it down to the other day. I think it's 67. And I think I've done it a few times. I think I've gotten two, three, four, five under out there, you know, more than enough. That's what I mean. My confidence level out there is fine. It's not a course that I feel that I can't shoot under at or, or produce a good score. It has scorable holes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a couple tough par threes and there is a couple tough shots out there, but all in all, it's, it's a, just play smart golf golf course and score when you can. Like I said, there's, if my driver's on, there's a couple holes that I can make a lot shorter. And if I can make those holes a lot shorter, the, the second shot really isn't that tough. The second shot's tough when you're hitting it from, you know, 185 back. I got 135, 140 in, it's, it's a wedge. You know what I mean? So it's, um, excuse me. It's, uh, it's, it's all about, you know, getting off the tee. If, if I can get myself off the tee at that course, it doesn't play long enough for me that I can't attack it. And that's what I want to be able to do. If I can go out there and hit some bombs and, 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 and get myself in birdie position on holes that some of the guys aren't really getting themselves in birdie positions on, that's going to be the difference between me and, and half the field. Is, uh, there's, there's not very many guys that are consistently as long off the tee as I am. And that's, that's, that's what's going to be the difference this weekend is if I can control it and keep it long and make some putts, it's a wrap. I love it. That, it's such it's such confidence coming from your mouth right now, man. I can like I can see it right now, and you on Sunday holding up that trophy. How does one follow this tournament? Um, <laughs> Shoot me a text. Uh, I don't know. They have links. Um, I won't know the link until uh, day of. So that night, I'll feed you the link, and you can. They uh, with the whole COVID thing, bro. They just don't the the, the live scoring is something mm-hmm. they do every year, but they they're trying to keep. Uh, minimal interaction, right? So there's not, not only can we not touch flagsticks on cards, things, they don't have the extra workers out there going by and, and writing down the guy's scores. So the live scoring action of it um, with SNGA doesn't exist. Um, but there will be tournaments later on in the year that you, there's links and stuff you can follow. Just this one is, it's like I said, I can give you a GGID number, but all the guys won't be doing live scoring. They're going to be focused in on the round. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So reflection Bay this, this weekend, man, it's my birthday weekend. Happy and birthday, it's Sunday bro. too. It's Sunday. too. So <laughs> it's like, well, fucking... I'm trying to bring you a present for me and you, but we'll drink out of it. it together. All right. <laughs> no, most definitely, man. Uh, last, uh, 30 seconds here. I leave to my guest always to shout out anybody. Shout out what you got going on. I'm I mean, George. bro, I can shout out a million people. What I really want to do is just shout out, man. We got to make a, I'm trying to make a difference for, like I was telling you, I wasn't raised with, with, with money, man. So I want to make golf more affordable for, for, for younger generations. You know, we've done a great job of, of making it more racially accepted and, and more generationally accepted and more women, men. And, and I mean, for years there was all this, it was a rich white man sport. And I don't want it to be that no more. I don't want that negative context. I want, I want to bring a lot more attention to the game. So I got a few things working and that's in, in vision golf, man. Everybody go follow Envision golf. That's, that's me. That's my dream. I envision golf being much bigger than it already has um, more athletic, more fitness. We've already started that trend. So now I want to make it more accessible to, to the, the inner city kids, man, the kids that can't afford those range balls and those coaches and, and those golf clubs. We got to get help out to all that, man. So I know it was a little more than 30 seconds, but that's what no, we No, that was beautiful. I say 30 seconds as a default, but that was fucking beautiful. Envision yeah, man. I'll make sure I put your link in and everything, man. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I wish you the best of luck this weekend. I, I actually got to go. It's my brother's birthday today. So I, I, we're about to go to the house and 
celebrate tell him happy birthday i will i will big dog i hope you have a good rest of your day good luck appreciate you man i'll, I'll stay in contact with you over the weekend i'll let you know how things go bro if i shit the bed day one i'll let you know <laughs> all right boss all right all see right, you kyle bro. all right bud.